pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back, KBs, for another adventure to manifesting an infinite array of possibilities where there is never, ever a May Day. Only days in the month of May. I liked it so much the other day, I had to say it like that again. Maggie, did you know that somebody can begin receiving text messages from me at, just by texting Kinetic to 844-844-0049? Yes. It's pretty easy. If you're in the United States. Yeah. StephenCanyon.com is the website for all of the upcoming events and other resources, which, by the way, Orlando tickets are now available. Boom, just for the like podcast that. workshop brunch coming up on well June the the first, June sixteenth was it? it's already sold out yeah but um, already June twenty sixth is open now that's open StephenCanyon.com is the website for all of that make sure you follow us also on Instagram at Stephen Canyon and oh there's something else oh if you haven't already done this make sure that you. Uh, hit, I like it to say hit subscribe to make sure that you are notified every time that we go live with a new podcast episode. Yeah. Did I, I leave anything out? I don't think so. We've got it seems some, like a lot, right? some things rolling. Right well, there. we've been kind of preoccupied, everybody. We've been out, you know, we're in Orlando now. We're doing a residency here for for a bit of a bit of time. And so we've been out test driving some cars, trying yes. to find something to just to get us around town and... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Miss Maggie. Yes. All right, everybody. She had <laughs> she had me she had me driving a, a, a 1957 MG kit car with a Volkswagen motor in it down the highway yesterday. Well, you just don't realize how many out- outfits I have that will go with this car, Steve. I would look amazing oh in this car. I have a perfect hat for this car. There's not one person that didn't wave at us. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, and, and they wave at you like you're the like you're well, at the beginning of a parade. Well, like, I think they were waving, get out of the way. It wouldn't go over twelve miles an hour. <laughs> no, they were they're like, Oh, look a a very old car rolling through. And you got and so and so it come home and you got me burning incense now like there's no tomorrow. What is Oh, is it to calm you or something? Maybe. That's well, it, it seems to be working. I need to fire up some more incense. I've been out <laughs> driving this kit car, antique car, Volkswagen chassis. The whole. I have it? to say though, Steve, it was so much fun. There's something uh, about vintage cars, especially the really old ones, where you sort of drape yourself over the side of the car. Have you noticed that the the doors always sort of roll down and well it's a parade car yeah i mean that's that is that's all it is oh is a, a it's a great car for a parade <laughs> and you're you are on a you're in a parade rather there's another one well, and maybe going on maybe i'm on. a sucker maybe i'm just a total sucker for the weird and abnormal and tilted i'm tilted well, steve well i told the guy i was going to call him back today i haven't done it yet i need to <laughs> I really do have the perfect outfit for that car, though. Okay. Well, we'll get it. Okay. You know, there's one vital issue that if we don't get it right, we're going to continue to come up uh, with the same issue over and over again and again in our lives, and it will always lead us away from the purpose of our life. Hmm. Actually, actually, it'll always be responsible for us making wrong decisions. 
And I don't know about you, but I'm, I don't want to make wrong decisions. Well, so I don't know whether to call this guy back or not. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I want to make right, right decisions. <laughs> well, you know, decisions are funny because sometimes they are just to go get a haircut. And then other times they send you down a path. Which can be an awful decision Which can as be well. terrible. But then sometimes they send you down a path that you, you're just somehow on for the next five years. Well, this, this is where kinetic believers desire to attract their lives, experiences, and... Uh, and to do it in a great way, but they are often missing it. And that's knowing the right decision over versus the wrong decision. Because, look, it's the understanding of how to take charge of our emotions. And that's what trips up so many people, so many mm, of us. Emotions. And we've, you know, a lot of people have been taught incorrectly that, hey, if you feel that way, just do it. Right. When I, hold on. Hit the brakes. Right. If, there, if there are some, you need to be able to hit them. <laughs> Because if you're a kinetic believer, you can rise above every negative emotion. And that's what I want to talk about. Because no matter how many times we hear this, and regardless of the number of things that you may be facing in your life right now, emotions are always going to be there. I mean, it's something that all of us have. We all have emotions. And they're, but they're always going to be there to try to compel you to make those wrong and negative decisions by identifying with those wrong emotions. Well, and this is such a fabulous topic because emotions are... They can feel very nuanced. You know, sometimes it seems like, oh, is this intuition or is it emotion or it shouldn't I listen to negative emotions because they're warning me, but do I listen to good emotions and where are these even coming from? So this is, it can be very chaotic. It's like the sensor on the, the dashboard. So do I ignore it and just keep on driving or should I pay attention to that negative emotion that's blinking, right. blinking, blinking? Yes. So how do we even know the difference? Yeah. The first thing that we got to realize about emotions is that all of us have them. However, for most people, emotions have them. And when they let those negative emotions have them, then that, they will misdirect their life. And they will take them, those negative emotions end up taking them down a path that will lead them to the wrong destination because they won't make the right decisions. And they, they will always be subject to those negative emotions if they don't learn how to take charge of them. I love that. We all have emotions, but we cannot let them have us. That really flips the, uh, the, the sense of power when you're... Uh, considering emotions that flipping it another word a, a great way of saying transcending it yes. to rise above it because every single human being we were all created to master our life experiences rather than have our life experiences master us yeah. mm. look life will master you it absolutely will. It's like getting on back of a Bronco, a rodeo cowboy. That Bronco will master you if uh, you don't know how to, to master the Bronco. If I don't <laughs> recommend anybody uh, get on a bull that's not a bull rider. I don't, I don't, rec I don't recommend a bull rider get on a bull. <laughs> But every single human being was created to master their oh, life experiences. Oh, I, had a, I saw something really funny this morning. Um, it was a sign, and it was on a fence in Ireland, and it said, um, do not cross this field unless you can do it in nine seconds because the bull can do it in ten. Or no, unless you can do it in, no, that was it. Nine okay. seconds? Because the bull, yeah, that was it. I, just, I said it right. Yeah, I said that, it right. Well, I think that's, that's pretty. <laughs> that's relevant. That's, that's absolutely relevant. Because it'll master you, right? Whenever you, <laughs> yes. whenever you, look, whenever you lose control of your emotions and allow negative emotions to take charge over your life, 
That's the problem that we run into. All of us, every one of us, was made in the likeness of the, the first imagination. The, the, the first imagination that quantum physicists are pointing to that existed and still exists, but was there before the Big Bang, that bias, that imagination, the desire that slung everything that is in creation into existence. There would not be any one thing, tangible thing that could be seen if it were not for an imagination sustaining and upholding that thing. This is a quantum physical proof. It's, a, it's miraculous to those that don't understand it. But it's true. All of us were made in the likeness of that, in the image of that, to be a reflection of creative desire in this realm, in this world, in this life. And in the same way for, for all of us to project love for all and to do it with authority and to project love with dominion, and to do it on this planet. That's why we're here. And it's our law of attraction journey that starts in our emotions, and it begins from within our souls. Look, reasonings are one of the major key issues in everybody's life. In fact, there are many different parallel concepts regarding when reasonings first showed up in the evolution of thought. In most spiritualists and theologians, for example, will point to stories about a Garden of Eden. Most of the world's religions, in fact, have their versions of the Garden of Eden. And each teach about a time when humans simply believed. They didn't know any better. All they knew was to believe. Scientists have actually traced an unexplained interruption in the DNA sequence of human beings that showed up about 200,000 years ago. Wow. But now this was the beginning of humans on the earth, infused with this godlike characteristic to be able to believe and attract the substance of their thoughts to become manifested. And then all of these stories tell of a time when humans manifested what they believed without being double-minded about it. In fact, I believe, and there's some historical uh, facts pointing to this, that human beings used to live to be almost 200 years old is because they didn't know how to die. They didn't know how to, be, they, they wow. didn't believe anything about dying. And it took them that long to, to decay and diminish to the point of death. Mm. They didn't doubt. No, they, and they didn't include uh, the yeah buts yet. Reasonings hadn't shown up yet. They just believed, and there were no other suggestions, no ulterior motives. There were no reasonings. They just believed. And that reminds me of a lot of new cabies and some of the conversations we have with them. Because before a lot of things happen in their life, they start by imagining healing. They imagine becoming prosperous or perfecting some kind of talent. They imagine attracting great and wonderful things in their lives. And then something happens. They hear a bad report. They're told why things aren't going to work out for them. And then this contradiction shows up. The opposing idea. And so then what do they do? They sit down and they begin to reason with every what if. But what about what Tom said? What if? The yeah buts. And they start reasoning with all of the negative suggestions and with every uh, directive and possible contradiction that's starting to show up. And then these mental constructs and thought forms and these ideas and thought streams are constructing these uh, 
different pathways, these, these fearful and, and doubtful things that they begin to consider. And so they sit and reason with all that. And every issue that comes up, instead of just saying, yeah, this is what I believe, I believe that. What they do is they, they then go on and um, they begin taking these uh, different courses, uh, that, these mm-hmm. different paths that may lead somewhere else rather than just going on and living their life in line with what they've chosen to believe. Well, I have to say, as you're walking us through really the history of reasonings and how they've affected humankind in general, it really reveals to us that a huge part of this, what you're, what you're talking about today, is going to be you know, us once and for all committing to and accepting the, the ultimate power that we really do have because... We get really loose with our reasonings and we get really loose with our emotions when we don't fully believe uh, in the power that they have. You know, I think it made me think about, you know, Superman with his laser vision. And if you have that, you're very careful where you point it because you understand, you have a deep understanding of the genuine power that your emotions, your words, your thoughts, your reasonings have. And so I feel like that's a huge part of this is, is us actually getting to the point where we even believe the power. Well, I think that's a great point. Even Superman wasn't Superman until Clark Kent realized he was Superman. <laughs> we have to know our identity. Yes. Otherwise, we remain victims and we blame other people. We blame circumstances. We blame the weather. We blame the boss. We blame yeah. the dog. Right. And that's revealed through, you know, you're, you're telling us about the... Oh, the reasonings changed and then all of a sudden life expectancy plummets of, of human beings. So we need to realize what the heck we even are. Right. Who we are, <laughs> whose we are, what we are capable of, what we're made of. Yes, because then that makes us respect the powers that we have. And right. we have respect and, and awareness of them instead of just, you know, walking around as if we're victims in this whole scenario. And victims will, without knowing it, we abuse the authority and the dominion that we've been given. And you use that. A victim will use that to strike back. The ego will take the authority and the power to hurt other people, to do the same thing. Hurt only knows to hurt. And look, we are we are spirits and we possess a soul and we live in this physical body. The soul compartment of us, it's made up of three different parts, okay? It's made up of our mind, it's made up of our will, and it's made of our emotions, you could say it's made of a, of a, a thinker and a chooser and a feeler, okay? And your thinker and your chooser and your feeler, those are the three different parts. And the area in our soul, if we don't take charge of it, it's the area of emotions that will mislead you. The area of emotions will keep you away from attracting what you desire to see in your life. You know, this is really giving me such a, I love the way you're talking about this today because it's giving me such a strong awareness of what emotions really are. You know, I think about, we, we've been horseback riding before, but, you know, I've definitely been on horses that will not do what you want them to do, right? They're always taking you off course. And so, you know, the horse can be this amazing tool to get you from point A to point B faster than you could walk, but it's only good if you can actually harness the power of the horse to keep you on track. And so I think of emotions like this. We're trying here to understand and to learn from you today how to harness the power of these emotions and then use them to our benefit because the thinker, the chooser, and the feeler, like you said, the thinker and the chooser, we kind of get that. But then it's these emotions that we have to get a grip on. Well, emotions are feelings that are on the inside of us. They are that are influenced by pain or they're influenced by pleasure. Mm. 
feelings on the inside that are influenced by pain or pleasure that will move us in a certain direction in our lives. And if these emotions in us are not influenced by us rewilding back to our original sense of purpose, our original identity like you're talking about, knowing who we are, knowing that we are Superman, not just Clark Clark Kent. And then if we don't do that, then we're only going to be uh, subject to negative emotions our entire life. And if you're not allowing your desire to be the final authority in your life, hmm, then your journaling, in other words, to be the final words in your expectant life, then you're going to be subject in your life to emotions that will rule you, that are not under the control of your authentic desires. And that's dangerous because a mind that's not been renewed with the original sense of purpose, the reason you came into this world, that original identity, if, you, if we haven't renewed our thoughts and our mind and our sense of self to that, then we remain subject to being led by negative emotions. And we always, you'll always end up on the wrong path. It will be, uh, you'll be led by negative emotions and end up experiencing the consequences of negative thought, negative thinking. Sometimes you can be allowing yourself to be led by your negative emotions and not really be even paying attention to it. Because what you're doing is you're thinking, well, you know, it's just good common sense. And I'm, after all, very intuitive, you know. Mm. Or everybody, everybody does it. Uh, everybody's emotionally and uh, being dramatic. And then what happens is you spend years and years going on all of these detours in your life, missing the success because you've allowed your life to be subject to emotions, We were created with emotions so that we can enjoy life, not be in despair, but have peace and happiness. We were not created with emotions so that our emotions can take charge of our lives. No, we we have to have authority over our emotions because if we don't, then they become the most dangerous thing in our lives because an emotionally ruled life becomes an enormous enemy to a life of peace and prosperity and joy and happiness, and you won't be attracting positive things into your life. You'll just be experiencing manifestations of all of your emotions. Well, I have to say, you mentioned journaling, and I really don't, I don't know how I would successfully go through every single day uh, conquering my emotions, bringing them into to captivity and making sure that they're appropriate if I didn't journal every day. I even write, I've never said mentioned this before, but in the beginning of every journal, I... I always write a dedication and I even say this journal will only have have things written in it that I want to that's happen, good. only positive emotions, but that's mm-hmm. definitely an anchor point. I don't know because it, again it just it keeps bringing you back to what you're talking about those desires and keeping you anchored in those desires and then the emotions follow. So again, just journaling is I don't know how I would do it without that. Now, did you did you happen to write the 1957 MG um, kit car in your journal. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your pen. Right. <laughs> but that's huge, right? Because yeah. you can't just do all this in your head. Right. You can't just sit there in a recliner, you know, battling your emotions in your mind. Because that, they that change. Just, that does not you're not going to, work. yeah, if you are being led by your emotions, your thoughts are going to change. You're going to be, yeah. emotions change. That's why it's so imperative that we not allow ourselves to be led by them. You feel one way today and feel another way tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
Now, mastering our emotions, it doesn't mean that not having emotions. Don't get me wrong here, because that, that's not what I'm saying. But if you can control your emotions, you can absolutely attract anything you desire into your life. Yes. If you let your emotions start telling you what to do, however, then you're out of control. And as soon as you get out of control with your emotions, the next thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to start controlling somebody else. And that is a perverse use of your creative power, power, dominion, and authority. But look, you can't reign over other people. Every time I see somebody that's led by their emotions, they're just going to be emotionally negative in their relationships. They're negative in the decisions they make. They are negative in what they are expecting from other people because they themselves are out of control. So if, if you can keep control of your emotions... You can absolutely do anything, have anything, enjoy anything, attract anything, and manifest anything. There, there's a proverb in the Bible that talks about a man who can control or master his emotions is more powerful than any army that can take a city. Wow. But in contrast to that, the person who can't control their emotions is like a person overtaken by an army. Wow. You, you cannot be... An emotionally ruled person, and I need to say that a thousand times, you cannot be emotionally ruled people. You know, the more we look at this subject, the more I, I look at my own life. I'm sitting here just thinking, Steve, goodness. Because, <laughs> I mean, the more I realize that, it, you know what, it is vital that at times I shouldn't even respond until I've taken about 24 hours to not allow my emotions to be in control of my response. Well, and that has me wondering. So when you're out in life and you're, and you're, we're all out here running around doing our life thing, the minutia of life every day, what would you say is a good sort of emotion emergency button that we can push? You know, a, a negative emotion comes over us in that moment. What do we do to change that, to I switch just, that? Do you ever see the, the person zip up their, their lips and turn the key and throw it away? <laughs> yes. that's, a, that's a good start. Okay. <laughs> because okay. we are Got emotional it. people, Meg. Yeah. That, just, that doesn't mean emotions should rule our lives. We are emotional people. We were created with them. I mean, there are powerful, creative emotions that we can have and we should allow that help us feel after positive experiences. Yes, to help us enjoy our experiences, to help lift us with joy every single day. And for so many people, there is this block. I mean, even right now, there's somebody thinking, well, I'm not emotional. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, we don't have to be on emotional 1110, everybody. In order to be emotional, right? Uh, yeah. That that level of ten, that high place. Mm -hmm. That's just not what this means. You can be a, you can be on emotional level one, and you can still be led by your emotions. It's it's how we deal with our emotions that's going to determine whether we experience abundant living or not. Well, and I'm really getting this strong and, and vital distinction from you right now about what emotions really are, and that you're not. And telling us to not have them. Emotions can be 
the greatest tool, the greatest weapon in our arsenal. If we know what to do with them, how to cultivate them, how to use them, what the heck we're even supposed to do with them. Because, you know, to just say that we're not supposed to have emotions, that's not even close. Well, that's gotta, what we're... But I got to say, you are a champion at this. And I, and I mean that sincerely, because from the moment I met you, one, you were one of the most. It's, and, it's, and I know it's not to say you don't have emotions, but you keep them in check. And you, mm-hmm. you're such a powerhouse when it comes to not expressing those or being led by those. And because I've seen many, many occasions in your life since we've been together where you could have just been overtaken by them. Unlike me, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm crying with a crier and laughing with a laugher. And not that that's a bad thing, but you know, I, you're, you're I think so that, empathetic. <laughs> well, and you know, a big part of that motivation is that I, I don't like to feel bad. I can't stand to feel bad. And because my emotions are very connected to me physically and I always sense that. And so, you know, I always want to do whatever it takes to, to get rid of those. And again, I love what you're giving us today because it, it's giving us a, such a strong knowing and that we can cultivate emotions. All, emotions are something we can actually harness and use and direct and, and, and create this huge weapon for ourselves. Well, this is just, it's not a small thing. And it's not, this isn't just a a happy notion Mm. or, you know, feel good advice, because if there's one thing that can keep you out of the fullness of growing your business, of enjoying your family and friends, of becoming wealthy, anything, it is how you choose to deal with your emotions. And if you deal with your emotions properly, then you're going to experience abundance. Well, so how do I, how do I deal with my emotions properly, Steve? Well, make sure that you don't allow those emotions to determine your decisions. Because, look, my chosen path that I'm imagining to journal determines my decisions. Not how I feel. Uh, My feelings don't determine my decisions. It's the chosen path that I'm imagining that determines my decisions. My manifestation journal determines my decisions, determines my feelings. And a person that turns their decisions over to their emotions starts reasoning based on what those negative streams of consciousness is telling them to do. And those thoughts, they start coming. And you're being bombarded with these these um, uh, uh other ideas and and it it what happens is it gets you into a position to where you become overwhelmed with um, what you're attracting in a negative sense. For example, we are all of us are tempted to be swept away by the feelings that come from the appearance of something, the appearance of the 1957 MG kit car, <laughs> rather than looking under the hood, rather than the substance of a thing. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, I'm imagining myself how cute I'll look in it instead of how not cute I would look being broken down on the highway. Then You know, the gas that's being gravity fed to the back of where the engine is and the float doesn't work and it's leaking out onto the car. That doesn't, the substance doesn't matter. Just look at my hat. But just because something looks good to the eye, that doesn't mean that it's good for you, Meg. <laughs> look, what is life? What is, what is life? Life is a series of decisions. And how should we make those series of decisions in line with light, in line with love, aligned with positive energy? And I will tell you, it is amazing when you ask someone, um, is what you're about to do in alignment with light and love? 
they can immediately, they, they know the right answer. There's a knowing. We all know. There's a knowing. And when you align yourself with what you know is right, you are always going to end up in the right place doing the right thing. This takes the pressure off too, doesn't it? Understanding how all of this works. It's, it's very exciting and full of, well, really full of hope. Because I think a lot of times when we get into emotions and decision making, that can cultivate a lot of natural anxiety. And so this is really getting rid of all that. It, you're laying it out for us exactly how this is going to be broken down and how it's going to work for us. That knowing is really important because life becomes hard when you're wanting to do the wrong thing. Mm. When you align yourself with what you know is right, then you're always going to end up in the right places doing the right things. People who have been emotionally hurt, for example, guess what they want to do to other people? Hurt. They want to hurt other people. Mm. Because emotionally hurt people want to do what? They want to hurt. And so guess what happens to hurt people? Hurt people never make the right decisions. Hurt people always want to make the wrong decisions. And they will, they will not stop and wait until they've dealt with the emotion of hurt. And they're always trying to make these vast number of decisions right in the middle of their hurt. It's in the midst of that pain, that hurt, that they make the decisions. And most of them are going to be the wrong decisions because they made the decision out of hurt. Hurt comes from identifying with hurt. And when you give your attention to a hurtful suggestion that's in opposition to the light that you've chosen to align yourself with, well, it causes pain. Negative emotions, they don't just come, they actually form negative desires based on what you've given your attention to. And this is where casting down those thought streams becomes vital to our success. Look, whatever we give our attention to, that's what we're going to desire. I'll guarantee you if we go back over there today and say we want to drive that car again and we go back tomorrow and let's just try it one more time. We keep doing that. We keep giving our attention to that thing. <laughs> Um, if it's a good thing, then we will desire a good thing. If we pay attention to the bad thing, then the negative energy of the desire is going to attract the bad thing. Well, and this parlay is so perfectly into what you've already said today about love. You've told us to project love. You've also said to lead with love. And so I'm sensing this focus on love. So if we continue heading in that direction, all of this is sort of going to self-correct. If we have that appropriate focus, it sounds like. Love is vital um, and, and paying attention to that unction of spirit and that alignment with light and love and positivity. And, and you'll have the knowing, mm. but it's when we wrestle against it and we are giving attention to the desire of the senses yeah. that the knowing becomes a difficult thing. And we begin to struggle and we, we, we're reasoning and rationalizing. Mm. And warring against what we know to be right because we desire the thing that we can sense and see. In other words, we don't just all of a sudden want something. There was some way that we gave our attention to it. You brought me your phone and, and showed me the ad with a, the big, <laughs> beautiful, yellow 1957 MG car in it. That's or, where it all started. <laughs> Or watching a movie and, or, and seeing a pie commercial there in the middle of the movie. And then you see another pie commercial. And then you go to bed and, and after seeing several pie commercials and you oh dream about pie. So at three o'clock in the morning, what do you do? You go to the kitchen and you eat some pie. 
No, you didn't just all of a sudden walk by. Right. I mean, there's, there's something <laughs> that communicated with you that kept your attention long enough about pie. Infomercials are great with this. Betty Crocker said at two in the morning to take two tablespoons of all-purpose flour and take just a little <laughs> bit just for dusting. And don't forget the 12 Granny Smith apples. You know, you've never even turned your oven on, but this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Three quarters of a cup of sugar. Don't forget that. And zest and juice for, of, of, of one lemon. It's all it's going to take. Cinnamon, it's nutmeg. It's going to take. Pinch of cloves. And, and don't forget the vanilla ice cream. Is that is that pie? Now, is that pie going to be good for you? But this is where reasonings begin to turn you away from your best life, the one that you've been journaling to attract. Mm. Show me in your journal what page you had the recipe for this pie. This makes me think of the word holistic, because what you're describing, it can come and does come from any and every direction. These, these influences. It's the imagination of the bigger picture of the life that you want to experience, yeah. the holistic life. No, but a kinetic believer, here's the difference. A kinetic believer says, you know what? I'm not reasoning with this. Betty Crocker, I'm not going to have a conversation with you. <laughs> I don't think we could anyway. I think, didn't she, wasn't she from out of the 1800s or something Probably. like that? Because no this, this is what my article of belief says right here. And I've already affirmed this in my journal, and it's part of my, my mantra is what I'm saying every day in my mm. huga space in my home with the incense burning. Yes. So I'm not going to reason with this. And then at some point, you just have to say, I don't even want to hear about this pie. And I'm not going to watch you eat this pie. Because what happens is we open ourselves up constantly throughout the day to reasonings that go against what we've imagined to attract into our lives. And they will move us in a direction that is contrary to peace, contrary to growing wealth, contrary to getting into shape, contrary to uh, better love life, contrary to happiness and joy. Reasonings will move us in a direction that is away from light and love and positive energy. So instead of the reasonings that, instead of letting those in, we're... Are we focusing on the desire and we're replacing reasonings with, with our written journal desire? We are, we are uh, selecting on purpose our desires. Mm. We imagine our desires and we uh, create desires for the imagination. And then with mm. gratitude, we put our hands to a thing and begin to work our faith expecting to see what we're believing to be manifested into our present existence, our present life. And it's through the action of all that that we keep our faith alive. We keep our belief Mm -hmm. and the law of attraction working to create and attract that substance to change our circumstances in life. And so we're also, while all that's happening, is that automatically, simultaneously getting rid of the what-ifs? The reasonings, the negative emotion. It automatically does it, but it's not permanent. That's why it's a, a way of life the for practice. the KB that we practice this and we yeah. continually go back to our manifesting journal to see, is this what I've chosen for myself, for my life? Mm-hmm. Because if we don't do that, if we're not anchored to it, if we don't anchor our soul to our expectations, then we will be overwhelmed with the desires of the world mm-hmm. and the, the desires and expectations of other people. And that's a perfect, I love how you just said that, we'll be overwhelmed overwhelmed by the desires of the world and that's a, such a clear picture there because 
there are just so many influences, billboards and people and conversations and traffic and listening and podcasts and music and movies. The Mm -hmm. level, the amount of influence can be, you can just about drown in it. And so countering that with your own, with your own influence of your own desires is, that's everything. Well, do not be deceived. Whatever we open ourselves up to, to suggestion through the uh, gateways to the soul, the eyes and the ears and the mouth, Mm. whatever we are giving our attention to, we're communing with that energetically. And it becomes us. We attract those, those all, uh, those uh, other energetics, negative energetics, the opposition, the other idea, the double mindedness into our own soul and our spirit, whether we think we want it or not, it becomes part of who we are. And that's why the journal is such a powerful part of, of my journey because it makes that influence that self-inducing influence so so I don't want to say easy but it makes it it's there it it gives you a tool to make sure that you are cultivating that that self-influence and those desires and you're keeping that fresh in your own mind because otherwise I really think it's so easy just to relax and allow all this to sort of oh it'll just happen happen in the arena of my mind and it won't if you just let it settle into a mental construct so keeping it journaled diving into the journal every single day it's I think for me it's everything well the reason that we think it's easy just to uh, work on the mental constructs is because we forget to factor in the emotional part of this the emotions mm-hmm. when they get involved that's what makes it difficult that's where addictions lie that's where the 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 body begins to physiologically turn away from the good thing in other words emotions either positive ones or negative ones are responses to what we decide to think about or talk about or to pay attention to. Wow. Yeah. In the same way, negative words, for example, produce negative emotions. Words will. Negative words. Any negative emotions produce negative decisions. And so our words produce the way that we think. Thinking is the reasoning. It's the, the words that we say. The way that we think produces our emotions, and our emotions produce our decisions. Hmm. And so before the negative word ever even showed up, our spirit was, our spirits were in perpetual state of this perfected light and love, uh, perfected, uh, perfecting our, the advancement of our mind, soul, and body. Everything was just operating correctly, and it's the way that it's going to beyond this life. But in the meantime, you know, negative words uh, uh, show up and begin rearranging our lives to negative uh, results. But before that negative word ever even showed up and the perpetual state of uh, perfected being was there. And it, by the way, that still is. That's why we talk so much about rewilding ourselves back to that perfected state of being. Yeah. Before we ever identified with a negative thought or a construct or a form or the uh, negative ideas and judgments and opinions of other people, before any of that ever happened, we still are that. That's on the inside of us. And that's what it means to transcend, to uh, awaken away from those negative constructs, because when we refuse to reason with thinking, that is a contradiction to who we really are. When we refuse to to consider those thoughts, uh, that's when we begin to manifest our best lives. But we have to reconstruct that and move away from those those negative ideas. We've got to understand how things in the natural universe actually operate. 
Well, and that word refuse, that jumped out really hard at me just a second ago because it makes me think of just going to the gym and how unless you have that resistance, you have no growth. And so in that moment of refusal and that in that sometimes difficult moment of, of pushing that negative emotion away and then choosing the correct desire for ourselves, that's where exponential growth can happen. Yeah, look, a positive KB that's attracting their best life we approach every single day uh, with the recognition that our creative will, recognizing that our journal, you take that journal in hand, hold it up in your hand, hold up your hand with that journal in it and say, this is under attack. Mm. What I write in my journal is under attack. This is a war. This is a battle. I'm going out here to wage a war today. And my, my objective is to protect my journal, to protect my will, to protect what I imagine to see come to pass. And then wow. because right now, look, we're living in a time where people are calling good evil and evil good. But the good news is the light is still shining on this earth. The battle for the reality that you will experience is with knowledge and it's with reasonings. That's where the war is being waged. The, the battle is going to be uh, the knowledge. It's going to be the, the reasonings against your journal, the reasonings against your best life, the reasonings against why you uh, can or, or cannot have love in your life, the reasonings that try to convince you that you're supposed to be unhealthy. You're not supposed to have money or wealth, that your business will fail, that your relationships will fail, that you should be sick. All these reasonings that are, that's the battle, that's the battle of kinetic belief. And it's against knowledge. And when I use the word reasonings, by the way, I'm not talking about the mental constructs of our five senses uh, only. That is the, a huge part of it, but it's those, the constructs of the five senses that are, then do the tango. In our mind that says yes and no, and so push me, pull me of those things. Senses, knowledge, reasonings. The words of human beings have been at war with our original genius of purpose from the very beginning. And it's a, it's a battle of reasonings. I mean, the Creator's intentions for us, those are one thing. The words of reasonings of identifying with loss, they say another thing. The original intention for us, experiencing like a tree, an oak, reaching for the sun, experiencing the, our best lives in every direction, fully furnished, always with, with plenty to, of substance to enjoy in sunlight and water, all that perfection. The original intention, uh, that's, that's the, the, the purpose of our being. But then the battle of reasonings that come in and identify with loss and, and no sunlight and thirst, those things, the words of doubt and fear, the, all that's existing so that they can cause us to reason against words of manifesting our abundant lives. It's gotten to this point where we have actually celebrated words of fear and failure over words of successful living. I mean, it's almost like we want to have science show up and prove something before we can believe the words of attracting these powerfully successful lives into existence. No, the words of a perfected, abundant life were true before they found anything out in quantum physics. You know, the, the, the um, discoveries of the last decade in quantum mechanics, that, haven't, that hasn't made something uh, true that didn't already exist. 
The real struggle today that every kinetic believer must wage is with sense and objective knowledge that governs the human race. Wow. A person, look, a per, somebody that has not transcended identifying with the fear that can be seen around them, their senses continue to manifest their realities. Their senses continue to... Uh, cause them to lose the job or, or fail at business, to have their bank account emptied, whatever. The person that meditates to imagine what they kinetically believe to be true for them by spending each each uh, uh, day in time, spending a lot of time with their journal, will not continue to attract what they already see into their lives. They'll not continue to attract what they feel or what they hear, the ne- uh, the negativity in the news. They won't manifest the unwanted desires of the negative world around them. You will not have a desire of the negative senses. Why? Because you're not emotionally ruled by them. You're dwelling in your peaceful, awakened state of being. And I love that you you just took us through the idea that the senses, when you're listening to negative emotions, the senses are what are manifesting our reality. And that's that really hit me because... Hey, we're always manifesting a reality. So find the source. Where is that coming from in your life? Is it coming from the negative fear emotions? You know, this made me think of a guy. We actually met this interesting guy in Istanbul at the airport there. And we had a great conversation with him. But he was from Istanbul and he was living in the States. Mm -hmm. And he he was laughing, talking about the States. And he said, you know, when I showed up, he said, they scared the hell out of me because of all the insurance everybody has. (laughs) He was like, I yes. never thought about it. I never yeah. thought about wrecking all my cars and, and dying and getting this disease and that. But he said, he said, I just never yeah. even thought about mm-hmm. it. But, you know, what's our source and where is this coming from? And, and what have we been tricked into into mm-hmm. thinking about and focusing Fear-based. about? Fear-based. Yeah, focusing on, yes. Yeah, and it's a, it is a spiral that is out of control. Because, look, whatever it is, and it may be healing. You know, it could be growing a powerfully successful business. It might be prosperity of your mind or your body, your spirit, your soul. Whatever it is, if if you are not at peace, then love has not been made perfect in that area. Because where there is no peace, there's some kind of fear that's going on. Fear of loss. Where there there is fear, love is missing in that area. Because the thought of a desire of yours not coming to pass in your life is at the root of every fear. But when you perfect love for yourself in every area of your life, love from your Creator in every area of your life, then every area of your life becomes free from fear. Isn't that something? And that perfected love, your unwavering belief, will manifest whatever it is that you can think of or imagine. Attracting the abundant life, it's actually pretty simple, everybody, because all we have to do is to believe the love. And as soon as we do, our success that's waiting for you, it'll wrap you up in its arms of goodness. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. points. Oh, I am ready. Just sir. say this out loud. Say, I am light. I am light. I am love. I'm love. I am health. I am health. I am abundance. I'm abundance. I am joy. I am joy. I am peace. I am peace. I am happiness. I am happiness. I am. I am. Therefore, I am. Therefore, I am. Wow. Using emotions for positive manifestations. Boom. Out of the park today, Steve. This was awesome. Rockin'. I'm so excited to go work on my journal. And hey, if you haven't 
picked up a journal yet or if you need your third or fourth one, you can grab that at stephencanyon.com. And don't forget to text the word kinetic to 844-844-0049. Okay, I got a phone call to make. I need to go call this guy back that has the MG 1957 <laughs> kit car. Will we? Won't we? Will we? Won't we? <laughs> Cindy, how much love to all you KB yes, creatives all around the world. Love to all. And thanks, as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.